You're listening to Industry Insights Podcast by New Talent Fashion. Hello everyone and welcome back to Industry Insights Podcast by New Talent Fashion. I'm your host Erin Adetosier and I am so excited for today's episode as I am joined by such an incredible guest. We actually studied on the same course together at LCF um, but she has gone on to do some incredible things with her actually being one of the only people from our course to have a grad job. Obviously graduating in this current climate was not the best for us but she has landed her dream job at Beauty Bay as their newest influencer marketing assistant and she actually managed to get this job through LinkedIn which I think is really fascinating. So today I'm joined by Ashna Rayarel and we are going to be delving into how you can kind of utilize LinkedIn to your advantage and the key things which she did to actually land her job and then later on in the podcast we'll be focusing a bit more on influencer marketing and that sort of realm of things so that if you're an influencer yourself or you're looking to go into that sort of role you can get an understanding about how the industry works what they're looking for and stuff like that but first and foremost Ashna thank you so much for coming on it's such a pleasure to be speaking with you Hey, it's a pleasure to speak to you too. As Darren said, I'm Ashna. So before kind of getting into the two different segments, influencer marketing is a relatively new role. I mean, I'm pretty sure it probably didn't exist five years ago. So could you explain to the audience what exactly influencer marketing is and the sort of things that your job entails? Absolutely. So we work a lot on trying to seed and create campaigns as well as just gifting other products that we sell on site. So my key responsibilities are to check what influencer coverage we get on a daily basis we're doing a lot of gifting for influencers um can't say too much about who who we're working with um but we get to do some really exciting projects with them and also at the moment we're looking at next year about launching new skincare for beauty bay's own brand by beauty bay and we get to work with some really exciting influencers i don't know if you've just recently seen about nikki tutorials she um she did the Beauty Bay palette and that was a really exciting campaign and we've just launched a VOD campaign as well with Mitchell, Link and some really exciting influencers. Yes, I feel like Beauty Bay have got such a cool list of influencers. We've got Molly May doing stuff. I think I saw like Olivia Neal doing stuff. Um, just killing the game. Okay, so let's rewind things a bit. You've been working at Beauty Bay for a couple of months now, but you actually got your job through LinkedIn. So could you explain that process a bit more to us? So I kind of have a crazy story about how I got my job. Um, I initially um, saw a post on LinkedIn by the recruiter for Beauty Bay. And it was thought, there was two roles. It was for an affiliate marketing assistant and a CRM assistant, which is customer relations marketing. Doing the things that I've never heard of. And honestly, we're not, we're not exposed to at university. I think our, the expectation of university is that after we finish, we go into a PR or communications role. So I just saw the word marketing and thought, okay, I'm going to go for it. (laughs) I reached out to Emily and um, I said that I'm interested in both roles. And she said, are you free to, are you free to speak? And I was like, yeah, sure. I was in London at the time. And even though I was in London and I was away, like having a break, I thought I can't pass up the opportunity because if I wait till tomorrow when I'm back in Manchester, I'll probably lose the opportunity so I remember running back to the hotel to take this phone call and we spoke for about 20 minutes yeah. and after speaking about what both roles entail because at the time there was no job description it was just right. sort of put out on LinkedIn before the job descriptions went live yeah. and 
we both felt that I'd be more suited to the affiliate marketing assistant role because the thing that really sold it to me I think was building customer relationships and being confident enough to do this and with my experience from working in retail prior to university and what universities taught us as well I thought I was really suited to that because I'm quite confident okay um so I ended up getting an interview for the first stage of 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 the role and I was really excited about it and then I ended up getting through to the second stage mm-hmm. and it was at this point I had to do a task for the role and honestly it was really difficult because I only had four days to do it and two of the days I was working yeah. so it was really good time management skills yeah. um, and I found it really hard because I didn't know much about affiliates and and again it's not something we were taught at university in PR so I made it more influencer focused and I think that was probably my downfall and unfortunately I didn't I didn't end up getting the job so I was really upset I remember just crying all evening because I was like how many times are you going to take rejection when you work so hard Mm. the night before I found doubt I didn't get the job I saw that there was a role put out on LinkedIn for an influencer marketing assistant role and immediately I thought this is the job for me and when I read the two descriptions side by side they were so similar I felt more suited to the influencer role so when I was told no I asked can I not do the influence marketing role because I really feel I'll be suited to that and she said I was actually about to say the same thing and I'll put you forward to Millie who is the brand manager so I was really excited about it and um I saw that she'd been looking at my LinkedIn profile so I immediately thought this is a good sign so I thought you know what I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it out there and see if she'll accept my LinkedIn request and she did and then I had my first interview with her and also the senior executive Eden and it was a bit more scary because I had two people to talk to rather than just one. It came about because of the affiliate marketing assistant role because I didn't get that they put me forward for the role of they put me forward for the influence marketing assistant role. But I think Millie wanted to check out my LinkedIn profile, see if I'm suited for the role. And if everything, I think as well, LinkedIn and people don't realize it is a virtual CV and it's a really quick and easy way to see what exactly you've done because your CV doesn't tell you everything. Whereas your LinkedIn profile can go into further detail because you don't have enough room on your CV. Mm. So yeah, it kind of came about about that. And then, Rather than doing another task, I was told the next day, are you able to speak to the senior manager? And I thought, this is really exciting. And that's when I got the job. I had to explain the task that I'd done for the affiliate role. I got the job from there. So it's definitely a crazy way, but it worked out for the best, for sure. I love the initiative that you took there in that even though you weren't technically free, you made that time because you knew the importance of just being ready to go and available. I think to all of the listeners out there, specifically in this competitive sort of job market, I would definitely encourage you to follow Ashna's steps. So let's talk about the things which you personally think made you stand out because it's one thing obviously getting in touch with someone on LinkedIn, but it's the other them actually taking interest in you. So did you actually have like lots of experience in the beauty industry or like what jobs did you have before? So I have had a couple of jobs so I've been working for Starbucks for the last five years as a barista and I also worked for Hollister and for the last two years so I haven't had any beauty experience as such just internships which were predominantly fashion-based I think the biggest form of 
experience in beauty was my final major project and I think because we unpacked it into so much detail over the year that's really helped me to get get the job because they did look at my final major project as well alongside my task. That's so interesting actually and I think it just goes to show that you don't necessarily have to have you know years and years of experience or even any at all in the chosen field that you're in but if you can express your interests in a different way so like for example you showing your final year project um, it can still open those doors for you and I think just on that note of the final year project I think this just emphasizes how important it is for you to put effort into your work at uni because it truly does act as like a portfolio for you and so if you can just put your all into uni work if you're a uni student right now uh, you never know where that piece of work may take you in the future. Okay Ashna before we move on to the second segment of the podcast more about influencer marketing do you have any sort of quick fire tips to those who are still trying to get a job whether that's a graduate job or just anything right now? Yeah absolutely definitely use LinkedIn as your virtual CV which is what I sort of said before because on your CV there's not enough room to write about how much you've done and I'm sure that most people will have done so much whilst they're at university prior to university and LinkedIn is a great way to showcase this a profile picture is really important as well I know some people sort of scared to make it a profile picture but it's like a professional Facebook people want to know who they're speaking to yeah. Even simple things like having a header that's really creative will draw their attention to your account in comparison to someone else's. I think creativity at the moment goes a long way as well. So much competition and I'm seeing people are doing so many things. Like for example, last week I saw a girl had created a house which is in the style of reality. Yes, I've seen that. I've seen that. I feel like my timeline recently has just been flooded with creative CVs. Do you think they're effective? I mean, what's your CV like? Is yours creative? My CV isn't as creative as most people's, which we've just sort of talked about. I have a header in a different colour each time I send a CV, which is sort of emulates the website of the brand. Um, And then I will just do the logo and then have two columns I think one of the most important things is make your CV just one page because employers don't have time to do two, three, four, five pages. One page is so important. And just having the information really clearly laid out. So these two columns just sort of work. And honestly, that's all I do. For example, if it was for Beauty Bay, could I have it in stars because their target market is 16 to 25 year olds. So it's more fun and creative in that respect. Reading their website, and seeing what their personality is and emulating this onto your CV really helped me to land interviews because I think that's the first thing that they read. And they say that the average person spends 10 seconds looking at your CV. So you need these jump out words because if they're scanning it through, these words are the most important ones that are going to land you the job in the in the end. I think it's really important to note that Ashna actually received an interview for every place that she applied for for her grad role, which is just insane. So, I mean, do you think that this is the tip which made you stand out? I think for me, I made sure that my CV really emulated the job description. Right. And I always make sure every CV is different because there's no point in handing out the same CV and I having the things that are in the job description that I knew I had those qualities right at the top. I was hitting it every time. And I noticed that's when I started to get interviews because I was reading out almost this perfect person, although I'm not the perfect person. 
Um, and I think that's what they want. Okay, Ashna, you're just coming through with the facts. I mean, you actually just mentioned interviews, which I think would be an interesting point as we are ending up segment one. Uh, what are your top tips for interviews? So I do a lot of practice, but when I get, when I'm in an interview, you are nervous, you're bound to be. And I think it's just sort of handling these nerves and showcasing it in a way that they don't know that you're nervous and just sort of, even though you are, just breathe. Okay. And um, it, is, it is really hard. I think that I have some top questions, which my dad and I used to go through, but also really understanding and knowing the company is so helpful. At the moment, because we're doing interviews from home, it's easy to have post-it notes behind you, just so that if you forget, you have something there. So just like, I have a rule of three. If they ask you about the company, you have three things that you know the company entails. So for example, Beauty Bay's top three things are creativity, dynamic, and inclusivity, and that you know about the business. So when they ask you, you're not phased by it. And also knowing your strengths and weaknesses is a really tough question because you almost feel like you're being caught out here, but it is okay to have weaknesses, but it's also being able to tell them in a way that you know that it isn't a weakness, that you can turn it on its head. I thought that was really helpful for me when I was doing interviews as well. And just being confident. I think even if you're not confident, oozing this confidence is really great for them, especially because you've just come out of university. If they see it, it really helps you. And I think our job is sort of like that, where we have to be confident. I couldn't agree more specifically about the nerves. Like just try and keep it cool, do some breathing exercises before, drink some chamomile tea, just try and keep it together because composure really goes a long way. Um, And even if you're not confident, fake it you make it. Ashley, thank you so much for sharing those insights. So we're now on to the second segment of the podcast, more about influencer marketing and influencers in general. So Ashna, I have a question for any of the aspiring or current influencers out there who are curious about what exactly it is that you're looking for when you are seeking out new influencers to work with? Is there anything that you really like? Is there something which makes people stand out? Can you give us an insight into your own perspective of what you're looking for? I think this is an opinion-based thing. So from my opinion, I would say that definitely show a variety of things because by showing that you can do reels, TikTok is so important now because it's showcasing another side of yourself as well. Not just, I think Instagram just paints one picture, whereas TikTok shows your personality a lot more and people absolutely love personality and I think also tagging things so if you tag beauty bay in your makeup look for example and the products that you've used and hashtags I can see that that makes you visible so for example I'm on the other end of the screen and I'm able to see what work you're creating and I think if you don't share these hashtags and tags and things we're not seeing what you're producing so I think that's a really important thing And I think as well, we don't just look for makeup influencers, we look at like lifestyle influencers as well. So really showing a variety of different things, let's say flat lays and things like that. It's just something that's exciting. So just personality, I think, is definitely the biggest thing because there's too much of the same on social media. And I think don't be afraid to share your opinion or if you're going through something, it's great that you can be open and honest and share this because we're all people at the end of the day and social media only shows one side and I think that people really connect 
connect with people that have an opinion or share their emotions as well and I think that we need more of that on social media. So with regards to influencers who are trying to get your attention then um, and they have ticked all of these boxes then what's a great way for them to actually get in touch with you? So if you tag Beauty Bay in your makeup look for example and the products that you've used and hashtags that makes you visible so for example I'm on the other end of the screen and I'm able to see what work you're creating and I think if you don't share these hashtags and tags and things, we're not seeing what you're producing. So I think that's a really important thing. Noted. Okay, so you've shared so many incredible insights there. And I think if you are an aspiring influencer, you're a current influencer, there's definitely lots from this section that I'm sure you've gained. And so I guess to wrap up this segment, I'd love to know your thoughts on where you think the world of influencer marketing is going to be in the next couple of years. Do you think it's something that may die out? Do you think influencers are going to become the new celebrities I'm so intrigued to hear your thoughts um I think like you said influence marketing has changed so much recently I did not think three years ago starting my degree that I would be working as an influence marketing assistant because the job role just didn't exist I think that influencers are becoming the new celebrities and because they're relatable we aspire to be like them and we purchase things based on what they suggest because most of the time they're really honest and I think honesty is so important as well so I would see that influencers become more and more a part of campaigns um, they definitely will be stronger maybe on your tv and stuff for example Beauty Bay just did a VOD campaign so we may see them more on tv rather than celebrities not in acting but more like in adverts and things like that um, and yeah that's kind of where I see it going it's a bit difficult because like you say we just don't know what's happening in the world but I think influencers are also really clever because they work from home a lot so for example for yourself like you you do you film the content yourself so it's easier to work alongside because we don't now have the ability to go to, to the studio and shoot so it's a lot easier to to use influencers so I think that that's definitely we're going to grow. Such an exciting and interesting perspective and honestly I couldn't agree more and I think sort of like the prospects of the future is definitely one to watch with influencer marketing so thank you so much for sharing that insight and I'm afraid that we've actually reached the end of the podcast so Ashna thank you so much for joining me today for this episode. Thank you for having me it's been a pleasure you can add me on LinkedIn which is Ashna Rorel or on Instagram, also Ashnarora. And I also have a blog account, which is The Little Northerners, if you want to follow me on there. And I'll be more than happy to help with any applications or anything. I really hope each and every one of you guys enjoyed listening to this episode. If you did, I'd love if you could leave us a review. It would really help us out. And um, a bit of an update since we, we last spoke. Industry Insights Podcast is now on Instagram at Industry Insights Pod, um, which is really exciting. So just, which is really exciting. So go and give us a follow on there. So also make sure to follow us at New Talent Fashion. And if you're looking to kickstart your career in the industry, then check out our website at www.newtalentfashion.co.uk. But that's all from me for today. I'm Darren Adetosier and thank you for listening.